Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask does not Make sure you adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and for you freaking motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. On today's episode, we're busting out the whips. I have my riding prop over, uh, over here. I have some feathers for feather play. I got a, a lot of toys. There are so many toys around here. Uh, you know, this is this will be a great time to like plug the vibrator in my pod. Y'all should be listening to it. I don't know what is the most recent episode when this one comes out, but just listen to that because uh, I have I have a lot of toys. Um, I have like twenty at this point. Yeah. I need to do better. But with me today, I have Ann Bell back onto the show. How are you doing? I'm good, Vernon. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I'm not joking. Like, I, I really do keep uh, some toys over here near me just for my reporting. Like, this is one of them. Um, I need to do better for real. Like, I brought my toy bag in here um, a couple weeks ago and I just left it and I forgot why I brought it in here <laughs> in this room so you haven't used it since oh no no well I have I have um I just recently got this on um, the blow motion by uh, love honey and yeah it's been <laughs> a good experience <laughs> <laughs> Is that toy there? It's not. I need to bring it in here. I I would love to to see that. I'm a visual girl. I want to see what you're talking about. It looks like uh, an air freshener. Really? The the kind that you just stand alone and just like puffs up the air every now and again. Yeah. It looks like one of those. Like when I looked at it, I was like, wow, this is, I fucked with this. Like I could hide a toy in plain sight and nobody would know like <laughs> if you have the right sense going off people just like oh that's such a i love the smell like <laughs> where did you get this air freshener it looks so unique what are these buttons for mind your business <laughs> <laughs> i it's funny because i tend to move a lot mm-hmm. and one time i had to move on the fly you know i had very short notice and my family, you know, came to move my dresser. I'm like, just don't open the second drawer. I didn't get a chance to pack anything. Don't open the second drawer. <laughs> it's a bomb. It's a bomb. <laughs> you do not want to see what's in there. 
support. I support. Well, toys just enhance play. That is true. You know, to, to get your toys, people. Get your toys. Get them. Get them. If, if I know, like, toys can be very pricey, but if you don't have the funds, find the cheaper version online. You Like, Amazon got them everywhere. Um, they sell toys at Walmart now and Target. So... We're we're in a completely different age. Like I got my first one back in early nineties in Spencer's. The Spencer's the the vibrator. And you turn the bottom of it. It was very like a rocket ship, you know, kind of looked like that. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea because, you know, my partner said, go get a vibrator. I'm like, where, you know? And I found it at Spencer's and I'm like, I didn't even know how to use it. So I came back and I'm like, he says, did you use it? I says, I have to tell you, I don't even know how to use this. Oh. He explained it to me. Okay. Cause we were having phone conversations. You know, he wasn't a boyfriend. He was kind of like a mentor coach, mm-hmm. but he was a friend. And um, he says, now go use it. I said, okay. I hung up. And he says, call me back. You know, it was just a few minutes later. I'm like, I got on the phone. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> is, this, is this what I've been missing? <laughs> I am shook it. <laughs> oh He's like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I kicked I kicked over three doors, a coffee table, and I put a hole in the wall. It was that fucking good. Okay. <laughs> that was a true story. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I love, I love it. I love it. Like Get your big O people. Get it. Find it. <laughs> enjoy it. And keep it near you. <laughs> Don't ever let it go. Don't ever. That's like, um, I I love Learn it. For, Learn how. Like with uh, many um, guys or, you know, penis owning people, uh, it's a little bit simpler in terms of like, you know, masturbating and, you know, coming but once you experience an orgasm that does not like produce come yeah the world changes a little bit and mm-hmm. I, I hope that for a lot of people out there <laughs> most definitely you individuals with um, penises like experience what it's like to not mm-hmm. come in orgasm yeah it's a good feel it's a good feeling oh my god okay let me not sit in that moment. We need to like get into this episode. So <laughs> before we start talking about kinks and fetishes, do you mind reminding everybody about their greatness, what you do, your history, all oh, the great shit? Okay, sure. Um, well, my name is Ann Bell. I'm a love and sex coach. I started out as a massage therapist and I realized that People were talking to me on the table about everything and anything. So in 2012, I decided to take my first um, life coaching certification. And uh, when the pandemic hit in 2020, I went back and became certified in love, sex, and relationships. So I am here to remind women that their pleasure matters and they deserve to have an enjoyable sex life. And that's that. So let's get heavy into this topic. What are some of the myths you know of that's uh, related to kinks as well as fetishes? It's funny because I sat, I actually went and made some notes about all of this 
because mm-hmm. I think it's very important topic to get right. Um, I think people think that when they ex- they experience kinks and BDSM, you know, and there's a scale of it, mm. of, of what kink is. You know, there's uh, even vanilla people are kinky. They just don't know it. When you're mm. spanking and tying each other up, you're kinky. That's kink. That's fine. And, and yes, and then there's the hardcore stuff, the BDSM stuff. So um, I think the first myth is that everybody is insane. <laughs> 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 you know, that it's all abusive. Mm. And it's all about sex. And that's the the least what it's all about some dynamics have no sex you know so it depends what you're doing so i find that to be and it's either you're vanilla or you're kinky that's a myth you're on the scale believe it or not everybody has a little bit of them Mm. um yeah i think those are some of the main things and i i i I, I, well, first off, I appreciate you for uh, mentioning the the spanking aspect, most definitely within villa space, vanilla spaces, because <clears throat> I, I love the phrasing that my friend Adrian uh, used at one time because she thought she was um, very vanilla, and uh, she learned that she's a lot more kinkier than she thought. <laughs> so uh, within that conversation, she mentioned uh, vanilla goes with everything, and I was like. And that's the mindset that I wish a lot more people will have, most definitely if they are of the like vanilla circles, um, to understand that, yeah, you, you, we all engage in some way in a little bit of vanilla, um, be it uh, if we appreciate um, like um, missionary style, there's some ways that you can uh, experience that within kink, kink spaces as well as in non-kink spaces. It's like, regardless of where you are it's just you're expressing your sexuality and you're enjoying your sexuality and that is all okay is it is not that oh you have if you do one little thing that's outside of the norm you're now in extreme territory no no you're just doing something that you're comfortable with and that you enjoy and that is perfectly fine does that mean that now you have to whip out everything by the chains by the whips um cuffs all that stuff just because you did one little thing outside of your you know regular norm no if you want to feel free to do that explore those things and you know enjoy it if that's the things that fit for you is just i i i tend to feel saddened by the shame that comes along with being outside of the vanilla as well as those within kink spaces shaming those who are within the vanilla yes yes i i agree with you but you know just to there are there's a big christian community in the bdsm world (laughs) 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 but i won't talk about that okay (laughs) but you know, just to let you all know, it's out there. <laughs> They're <Yeah>. there. <laughs> They're there. <laughs> but I think you're totally right. It's it's imagination. It's sexual play. It's using our erotic play. It's fantasy. Um, you know, you can go the gamut with it all. It depends where you are on the scale. 
And you know what? As long as it's consensual, consent, 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 consent. As long as everybody knows what's happening in the dynamic, stay the fuck out of other people's bedrooms. Oh my, oh my, oh Lord. <laughs> Something, oh yes, that phrasing. <laughs> yes, stay out of my bedroom. That's it. That's yes. it. What you do is no, of no concern to me. Well, a little bit maybe because I'm a voyeur. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> speak your heart okay <laughs> look uh, i'm not judging i just want to watch okay i do doesn't mean i want <laughs> doesn't mean i want to do but it means i want to watch you know and that's my thing mm-hmm. and there's exhibitionists and they exhibitionists are great for voyeurs <laughs> that that. Without them, I wouldn't have any fodder. You know, I wouldn't have any material to get off on. <laughs> you know, this this is bringing me back to a conversation I had with um, my friend Tyrell. This was like last year sometime. And I was like, I would love for um, there to be, uh, I don't have the funds to do this, but if I did, I would definitely do this. But like uh, an area, like a grassy area where you just have walls up for nobody to look in. You got trees, you got all the great things it's like a park you uh and adults just go there and they just enjoy it they just you know be out in the open having sex you have different scenarios that they can uh, play in and it's just just fun you get to um live out your exhibitionist ideals you get to watch people for those who are voyeurs you get to do a lot of freaky and kinky shit just out there in the open and just enjoy the shit but I also know that would be a very hard thing to manage to build in the current environment that we are in. But hopefully someday we can get something like that popping so that, you know, because I, 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 I think about whenever I watch um, some of the amateur porn um, and I see people out in the woods having sex and I'm just like, but if you get caught, like I'm not consenting to like look at you have right. sex um, while I'm at the park. That's no, right. I came here to enjoy the fresh air and now smelling budussy. I, do, right. I don't want that's that. That's the, the part with public play. But you know, that's why they make dungeons. Oh, that's true. <laughs> That is you very go, true. You go to a dungeon, your local dungeon, and you can experience all of that. Right. You know, and a lot of them are hidden. They have to stay hidden. It's it's private. They have to stay hidden because there's so many objections to it. Mm. And I, I just find it so silly to tell you the honest truth. I just don't understand why it's your business. Exactly. If If people are here in a safe location... There's no true dangerous bodily harm, meaning non-consensual bodily harm. Mm-hmm. Then let people be great. Let them enjoy their their spaces that they're in. Who's who's been hurt other than the person who consented to that pain? Like, mm-hmm. and if, people don't realize in the dungeons you have strict regulate regulations. Mm-hmm. They have a dungeon monitor. They have people watching. If you're gonna do some. On the harder core play, you have to get it approved. You know, so there are protocols that are followed even in that world. It's just not a free for all. That part. Uh, I'll I'll dream. I'll continue to dream. (laughs) 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 
but um I I I need to really do my homework and like find more dungeons, most definitely in my local area. Um, but I doubt there's any here because this city is very conservative in a way. Um, but well, I will be moving to another city soon, and I know they have them there, but nah, nah. Mm -mm. What do you mean no? What does that mean? It's Atlanta. I'm I'm just not a huge fan Oh, of Atlanta. <laughs> I've never been. Why aren't you a fan? The traffic is horrible. Some of the people just are very pretentious, and it's just like I don't need that energy. I, I like I've come across way more sex negative people in, um, than I have sex positive people in a city that advertises itself as being very sexually open, and it's just very. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like I'm confused. So I like I found more sex positive people in. my neck of the woods here in Augusta that I have in uh, Atlanta and there's a lot more queer people in Atlanta so it doesn't make sense the Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression when it comes to sexual expression we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually for those who have not learned this by now the stuff you see in porn is not real Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. Like I found more sex positive people in my neck of the woods here in Augusta than I have in uh, Atlanta. And there's a lot more queer people in Atlanta. So it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah. When I was in Brazil, I was in Brazil for nine months and they're very open. They have clubs that are right, you know, a, a bar right on the street. You just walk in, no big deal. And they actually, I met a couple and he, uh, we became friends, him and I, with bad English and bad Portuguese. And um, he took me to, to show me a motel. The motels are the long ones, right? Hotels are up and down, motel. that was each room was set up totally like a little mini dungeon and you could order sex toys and you could order food they had two menus Mm -hmm. oh my <laughs> gosh i went i need so to go to the floor it was so phenomenal i'm like oh my god this is so cool <laughs> i know where i'm moving <laughs> For at least a year, for at least a year, because that sounds beautiful. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really interesting. I'm like, look, you can order food and sex toys. Who would have thought? <sighs> oh, that, see, that, that just sounds so beautiful. And I'm quite sure that the food is flowing all hours of the night. Like, oh, I just came. Uh, I feel filthy. Let me go ahead Service. and grab something to eat. <laughs> can <laughs> you I get order a margarita, food? too? <laughs> Yeah, you drive in. I mean, it's all they it was um well everything's gated in Brazil, you know. And you drive in, you speak to the woman, she gives you a room number, you drive to the parking space and it was still like, "Oh my god, look at this." Oh. <sighs>
America could never. Well, the United States could never. <laughs> well, well, because probably in we some places. We keep trying to pretend we're something that we're not. Uh, mm, that part. <laughs> and instead of just embracing our sexuality and those of the religious end, the conservative religious people, they want us all to be like them. And we're not like them, but they make it wrong that we are, that we embrace our sexuality. You know, I don't know what their uptightness is about, but they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> That's that that might help them become a lot less uptight. Like I, I'm a firm believer that they're that way because they have not orgasmed yet in their life. <laughs> That's sixty percent for women, and that uh, I will I will say eighty percent for men. Actually. It's 30 or so percent of men who've um, faked orgasms in their life. Is it that high? I think it's uh, it's 30 or 40. I forget the exact number. And I'm like, wow. I I would say that's it's those people. (laughs) (laughs) Them, 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 them. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) I'm I'm quite sure it's not all of you, but I feel like it's a a good All right. 29 percent <laughs> of both groups <laughs> you just need a little bit of titillation that's all that you know that used to be a cure for a lot of things back in the day <laughs> so oh my gosh uh, dude, if i if that was so... still <laughs> if orgasm was still a cure for a headache bitch <laughs> I it is a cure. It is a cure for a headache. It's cure for uh, menstrual cramps. It's <laughs> there's so many cures. Orgasm. It's that dopamine hit. Like woof. Look, uh, doctors, please prescribe orgasms to people so we can just make this like let's normalize it that way. Like, hey, uh, I need for you to have at least five orgasms per week. I tell my clients that, my women, my female (laughs) clients. I'm like, you have a migraine when you feel it coming? Orgasm. And you don't need a partner. You know, see if you can catch it with that. Menstrual cramps? Orgasm. We need to do an infomercial. Are you within the 60% of, uh, no, sorry. Are you within the 40% of women who have yet to have an orgasm? Are you within the 30% of men who fake their orgasm? Well, guess what? We have a secret for you. You may need to masturbate. <laughs> Come multiple times today. You can do so by calling 1 800 coming today. 1 800 coming today. Spell like uh, cumin. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Today is T 2 D Y. In our slogan, are you still coming? <laughs> Did you fill the bucket? <laughs> I have arrived. <laughs> Does she know what's on her face? I'm done. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of when there, <laughs> there was that. Your hair. I remember that article that was like, oh, if you're trying to uh, prevent breast cancer, all you have to do is swallow cum. I was like, there had to have been a man who did this research. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> I was talk- I was talking to one of my clients yesterday. We were talking about swallowing pills and she was telling me, oh, you know, her granddaughter can't swallow pills. <laughs> 
pills. <laughs> I said, oh, I have sisters who can't swallow pills. I said, you know what? I figured if I can swallow semen, I can swallow a pill. That part. <laughs> Just throw it back and down it goes. <laughs> you know what? Technically speaking, <laughs> if 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 they can swallow cum, they can just ask your partner to take the medication for you and let's see how that works out. <laughs> Maybe through transference, <laughs> you will get the message. <laughs> far off topic oh my god <laughs> i love that we're here <laughs> oh my oh, let's hope the audience has a sense of humor <laughs> well at least i know once we said conservative at least one person gave me a, a thumbs down and i appreciate you oh. for that <laughs> 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 You're right to give me a thumbs down. <laughs> oh God. Okay. <clears throat> oh, oof, Jesus. The dopamine is too high. Mm. All right. All right. Okay. We're back. We're back. Professional. <laughs> I need to stop lying to myself. Friday so. night. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So. The next thing to talk about <laughs> as it relates to kinks is how we should not yuck other per uh, other people's yum. It's uh. an important thing. It is very important. Like uh, I'm a firm believer. Hey, if it's not for me, I will tell you it's not for me. But you continue to do your thing. I love it for you. Enjoy and find the person that matches for you with this particular thing, because. I know there are certain things that I'm just uncomfortable with doing. Have I tried it? Some, yes. Others, no. But it's, I've gotten to a point where I'm just like, mm, it's not in my bedroom. <laughs> Why should right. I care? Exactly. I think where it becomes a problem is when you're pressured. Mm. When you're given the ultimatum, you know, if you don't do this, then I'm not going to do whatever, you know, whatever the consequences is. And you just have to really stand in your uh, convictions about that. If it's something you're very uncomfortable with, mm -hmm. then you have to say, well, then sorry, then we can't move forward. Because again, if they're not going to respect your boundaries, um, they're not going to respect much about you either. Anything else in any other arena. I agree 100%. I'm, I'm a huge firm believer that once the ultimatum comes up, <laughs> it's more than likely a sign that the relationship is over. Um, yes. Depend, most definitely if it's something that will uh, make an individual compromise themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's like um, if like that that tv show that uh, came out on netflix the ultimatum i was look uh, i only was able to sit through one and a half episodes and i'm just like yeah this is just triggering me <laughs> every episode <laughs> like yeah. it's too much i just have to leave it because um uh, like to me each couple had reasonable things behind it and i know some of it was rooted in fear but to go to the extent that they were swapping partners and all this yeah probably worked out for some of them that's great i love that for them but it's just you're already at this point <laughs> you yeah. say marry me or it's over okay so it's easy is that 
easy to get rid of me that because we don't have a ring to symbolize this relationship or we're not moving to this step that you feel that we need to be in at this moment, you can just get rid of me because of that. Then that's, that to me sounds like we shouldn't really be in this relationship because I'm not. Well, at a, mm -hmm. I think it's important though, if that you went into that relationship and you wanted to get married mm. and the other person <laughs> was like, okay, and then it's not happening, not happening, not happening. Mm -hmm. And you have timelines, you want families, you know, then you have to take a look at some of it because there's bigger problems going on there. Mm. You know, if you're given an ultimatum, there's bigger problems going on. I agree. And you're right. The relationship is probably, you know, you're going to now either settle, you know, how many on that show? I've watched that show. How many will go, okay, you know, I still want you and I can settle for this. I don't need to have that. And they settled because they were afraid to lose that person. Why are you afraid to lose that person? Mm. If you're not in the same, going in the same direction, you know, there's somebody that might, will go in the direction mm. you want to go in. So that's where I think knowing what you want in a relationship ahead of time and dating someone who's in that lane doesn't necessarily there be that one for you, but if mm. you're both marriage oriented and family oriented, don't date someone that doesn't want a family or doesn't want to be married. Mm. You're not going to change their minds. You're not. You're not. <laughs> no matter how great of a person you are, it's 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 just not within them, or they're just not ready. Like if yeah, you... it's not. It's you know, just don't. Mm -hmm. You know, they could be ready down the road, but there's down the road. You're there. And they're still not ready. You are and they're not. You're still in the same situation. But mm -hmm. now you're in love and you have all these feelings. <sighs> poor people. Poor people. <laughs> <laughs> what, what we do to ourselves. <laughs> right. Right. I, I personally hope I'm not ever in that situation where I have to present uh, an ultimatum to a partner. But I think, well, just who I am today, I feel as though I will just already have in my mind that it's time for me to get out of this. Um, mm. Because I see that the direction that we're going in is not um, mutual. It's a one-sided thing. So that means, okay, let me allow you your space to do whatever the hell that you need to do while I look for that, <clears throat> those opportunities elsewhere or if it's within the confounds of the relationship and I still love this partner this person so much and I want them to stay in my life I will entertain the idea of hey can we open this up I want to be with you I'm choosing to be with you every single day but there are certain things within my uh, within our relationship that I'm missing out on that I can find for another person is that something that you're comfortable with if that's a no then I'm sorry yes. <laughs> like and those are hard conversations, but you have to be willing to have hard conversations in relationships. Mm, I agree. Because that's how they're there. That's how they've gotten in those situations where they're on a TV show, given an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some of that's, they're starstruck. You know, some of them go from show to show to show to show. Mm. So I don't know how realistic any of that is. 
That's a good point. Because <laughs> there's been some things I'm just like, mm, this just doesn't seem right. <laughs> Therapy is your friend, people. <laughs> I will not stop saying this. That's like every time I watch Love is Blind, I I enjoyed the concept of it. But I'm also like, look, they need more time than this because yes. if you're not having coaches with these people, therapists with these people, and a lot more mental health counseling to um like build these relationships up within this 30 to 90 day period, it's gonna yeah. fail. It's just gonna fail. What's the show? Which one is it that they do that with Pastor Cal and the two other counselors. What's the name? It's not Ooh, Love is Blind, that one. That one's um oh I know, I know this, I know this. Um not is um that uh, one puts Love at more, First Sight. Yes. That one puts more of an effort into it mm-hmm. <coughs> with the counseling and guiding them and helping them, but still it's really unrealistic. Mm. In 30 days to marry someone, I'm like, ooh. Look, that's too much. Mm, that's a lot of pressure. You're making like, who? This is a financial decision. I don't. <laughs> what does? What do your student loans look like? Because I don't. <laughs> <have it. laughs> like, can we buy a house after this engagement? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I need to know. That's so true. Oh God. <laughs> Back to the yums. Oh. <laughs> you know, Are- what I what I tell people, couples, you know, women, you know, if your partner's coming to you and they want to try something and it's out of your scope of experience or understanding or you don't know, I'm like, don't go ooh. Mm. You know, don't go ooh. Just put on your poker face and get curious. And just say to them, okay, what is it about this? You know, you can hold two thoughts. You can be like, oh, no, Uh, I can be curious because that, oh, no, can turn into the more you understand what they're asking can turn into, oh, that doesn't sound so bad. Oh, maybe I would like to try that. But that's through the conversation. That's through um, education. That's through conversation. So you know, it could be off-putting in the beginning, but just don't go, ooh. Uh, yes. Get curious. Ask more about it. Uh, it is it is very important to, like, research these things. Like, there is so much content out there. And even for those people who are um, wanting to ask their partner to do something that, you know, they always wanted to try, have some video with you in the process and, uh, like, beginner videos so that they will understand, oh, okay, this is how that works. This is what that looks like. This is what this sounds like. Um, it's not as dangerous as I immediately thought. I can, uh, we can ease our way into this like you it's it's something that it is it's a conversation for one like uh and start it start the the discussion as such don't just automatically assume oh my partner has to be comfortable with this or um like you were saying automatically just going ill about it. it's just Let's come to a place of understanding. If it's a prep talk that you have to have, hey, um, there's something that I want to try that I don't, it may seem very jarring to you at first, but I have some things that you can watch. Um, 
just so that you can get familiar with what these acts are? Are you comfortable with engaging in this conversation in this moment? If yes, great. If no, okay. What, do you think there will be a time that you may want to revisit this conversation at a later date? Uh, and then just maneuver after that. So, And don't do it in the bedroom in the act of that part. Do not do that. You're going to kill it. You know, you're going to pick a time when you're both comfortable, you're getting along well, you're at dinner, maybe you're taking a walk, something that's not all this pressure, mm. you know, on the couple, you know, when you're easy, it's easy, and then approach them. You know, I, I really love our sex life. I enjoy you very much. Um, I'm having some fantasies. I'm having... You know, I'm thinking about some things. I saw this that I would like to try. Are you open for it? I would really love for us to discuss it. You know, I can provide some material for you. Are you open? Mm. <clears throat> Hopefully they listen. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't, just don't don't give them an ultimatum. Please don't. Yeah, please don't <laughs> please ultimatum them. Um, yes. <laughs> You're going to have sex with me in this manner or we're not going to be together. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> as, soon as, you, as soon as anyone tells me or we will not be together, then you can go. Thank yeah. you. I will, yeah. I will find the way to heal after this. I, I promise. <laughs> yeah, but that's where your boundaries come in. You have to be really clear. You have to be strong and you have to enforce them because it's important. It is. Otherwise, you're nipping away at your self-esteem. Otherwise, they're going to take and take and take and take from you. Mm, and you're going to become very angry, very depressed, very bitter. And that's not going to be healthy for your relationship. Not one bit. Yes. So I think this would be a good time to bring up the most popular fetish, uh, <laughs> which is <laughs> the foot fetish. <laughs> you know, you it's got? funny. It's funny because I had a whole, when I took my certification, I went back. There's a whole module on foot fetish. Really? Yes. A whole module. 47% of people are into feet and toes. Mm. I mean, it's really, really a popular thing. And it it, it can vary from, um, they even have, there's three degrees of it. Well, first a fetish. Let me read the official definition. A fetish is an object or body part who is real or fantasized presence and psychologically necessary for sexual gratification and that object of fixation to the extent that it may interfere with complete sexual satisfaction. Mm. So in other words, some people can't get off if it's the foot fetish, they can't get off unless there's feet involved. So there's actually three degrees, optional, preferred, and exclusive. So optional, it's part of the sexual repertoire. Preferred, being in the fetish is preferred, better than not. And exclusive, in order for arousal, the object of a desire must be incorporated through the fantasy or reality. Mm. I found that interesting. That is very interesting. That they degreed it. <laughs> 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 I need to like I need to take that it's, module honestly <laughs> I learned something new about fetishes I did not think it would be like three different there's levels to this shit Vernon <laughs> I know when I went back I was like 
Oh, and let me see if I can say this correctly, because sometimes I have a lazy tongue. Paraphilias are all fetishes are under this category. So a foot fetish is under paraphilias. Mm. That's what they're all called. <laughs> oh, God. But there's also shoe fetishes, foot fetishes, which can lead to um, stocking fetishes. You know, the the foot in... What, what did I read? Um, it's like a penis going into the vagina when you put your foot in the shoe. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say the um, the foot that has a vagina attached to it. No, because <laughs> <laughs> like I, no, I don't own it's... that toy, but I I don't mind having it. Just to be like, oh look, this is. But yeah, but I never thought of it when you slip your foot. Now I'm going to think about it when you slip your foot into the shoe. It's like a penis going into the vagina. You know, yes. I'm like. Oh, wow. Who thinks of these things? Right. See, this now you can't, whoever hears this, they will never think about <laughs> teaching their child how to put on their shoe and tie their shoe the same way again. Well, you know, <laughs> the rabbit ears and all this other shit. Now you're just like, oh, I cannot say you're putting your uh, penis in the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're putting on the rabbit ears to like, oh, put the bow on it. Okay. <laughs> 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 but you know some people really have a lot of guilt and shame about this they think they're so abnormal with these type of fetishes so when we educate ourselves about them it diminishes all of that takes you know diminishes the fear and helps with the shame and the guilt oh so sad this is why feet are very popular i mean i would get asked in massage mm -hmm. usually by men um, because, you know, when the face cradle, uh, before COVID, you just had your face cradle, they'd be face down it'd be open. They could see in the, the feet on the floor and summertime I wear sandals and I keep my feet very nice. I like my feet. So I have pedicures. I keep them very nice because I like my feet. Maybe I have a little bit of foot fetish. A little bit, just a little bit. I'm right. 49%. <laughs> I'm right. And, you know, one guy said to me. I just love your toes. I'm like, oh, thank you. He goes, I could come all over them. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to hear that. You, mm. know, you can't be telling me that during oh. this, mm. you know, because during massage, you keep it, you know, clean. And he's like, well, you said you could say anything. I says, not that, not that. <laughs> you went too far. <laughs> this was the wall. You jumped but he, then he got into his foot fetish mm -hmm. and he was telling me all about it. I love summer. I love the sandals. I love the feet. I love the toes. So it was very interesting to hear his perspective about, you know, how he basically got off on feet. Mm. And it's funny because I had another guy who was telling me recently about his, um, he likes, well, he likes, the, you know, feet, you know, let me take pictures of your feet. I'm like, all right, dude, whatever. But um, wait, I got to take a drink. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. You are fine. Moisturize the throat. <clears throat> I know. He <laughs> says, have you ever heard of trampoline? And I'm like, well, I heard of it. Tell me what it is. He says, it's when you stand on my chest. <laughs> he says, I'll, te mm -hmm. yeah. I'll teach you. Yeah, I'll teach you how to do it. And I said to him, how did you ever get into this? Because I'm always, I want to know what the, what it does for you psychologically. Mm -hmm. 
And it came from when he was young, he was ba- his babysitter, I guess, used to restrain him and put her, his, her foot on his chest to hold him down. And it turned into a fetish for him. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this, this, this is going into my, the one of the things I wanted to research so heavily is just how, you know, the, the, connection between kinks fetishes and trauma (laughs) like how some people um, utilize bdsm to help heal from trauma and whatnot and it's a beautiful thing and i love it but it's just so it's just fascinating how the mind works Mm -hmm. and it's it's interesting because um I mentioned in the last podcast, I like, I like to be tied up. I like that feeling. It made me feel safe. Um, and it was something that was, you know, trauma-based for me. And finally, I emotionally healed it with this, the physical restraints. And now I don't have the need for bondage anymore. It's like, I don't, it doesn't do anything for me because I was able to heal it on many different levels. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. But some people aren't interested in that. They just want to experience. They don't even put the connection together. Mm-hmm. They just want to, they just know they want to experience this. It gives them this type of feeling, whether it's safety or whatever they're seeking. And they want more of that. They don't go to the why. There's people, you know, people, some people are not that inquisitive about themselves. Mm-hmm. See, this is why these conversations are always so beautiful uh, to me because you learn some great things. You, it's just the perspectives and the lived lived experiences of other people. Like I'm a I'm a fan of uh, data, and I, I like mm-hmm. understand you know the science behind everything. The statistics is great, but the I will forever say this: statistics do not give you context. They do not give you the story behind anything. It's just some numbers that you manipulate to. Uh, for understanding and you write mm-hmm. about it you say this is the po- uh, probable causes and all this other stuff causality and ca- uh, causation all those things but when you hear the stories and the histories of different people and how they get to this certain point in their life it's just so beautiful it's amazing I love this thing I love this podcast because of that oh <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Wow. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And here was the other thought. Um, why? Wait, I got my I got my notes all over the place because I don't put anything in order. Um, people that identify, you know, fetishes of footwear and uh, uh, foot fetishes. It's because perhaps it's because the clitoris and the foot are on the same sensory part of the brain. Oh. Hmm. So, you know, you're putting your butt in the shoe. Yeah, it's going all the way up. See this? I don't know if, um, like, I'm always open to having a side that has, like, extreme foot fetish who loves just the touch of it and giving foot massages because look if you want to give me a foot massage and it gives you pleasure, I'm all (laughs) here for it. (laughs) Yes. And there's many people that just do that, that that's all they want to do is care for your feet. Where are you? (laughs) If you're out there and you want to care for Vernon's feet, 
just slide in my DMs on uh, Instagram. I'm I'm here. Uh, I will make sure I communicate with the person that shall not be named about all of this as well. So just to see if they want a foot massage too. We can we can make this into a throuple event. <laughs> you, that person, and me. <laughs> I'll get a foot massage and you're just going to be the bringer of that. I, I appreciate you for all that you do and your contribution to society. Would you like a, a, a reward or something like that? Like show yourself. You're so funny, Vernon. Oh, well, and then there's uh toe sucking, you oh, know, God, it's yes. like, it's like oral sex. So when you put your fingers between each web, I mean, it's like fucking the toes. So there, you know, when you, you, when you can't have intercourse, there's so many outer course things you can do, mm-hmm. you know, it, there's always something you can do um, to get some sort of sexual gratification. So the, all these things sound weird, but until you try them, they're really not weird. <laughs> right. You know, um, it's funny that you, um, men- mentioned out of course, because that's of those four to five things before the penetration, one of them is actually going to be like related to a foot massage. And uh, I'm intrigued to see how that goes. Mm. And, you know, when you do these things, it's it's interesting because it's about intention. So now I do therapeutic massage. So my intention is to be therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm, I'm looking to make a couple's massage video. And um, so I've been practicing on certain, you know, people in my social circle. And um, the intent, when I switch my intent... And it's actually energetic for me. Mm-hmm. I can literally think I want to now go sensual and I can watch the person feel that mm. instead of therapeutic. I can go into, I'm like, look at this. And their body will respond. And, you know, it, it, it's very fascinating to sit and watch what you can, you know, when you're in intent, what it is and what you can do. Mm. <laughs> oh beautiful thought oh my god oh my god let me <clears throat> my mind is racing um <laughs> so we're gonna go into a little bit of never have i ever oh god you ready i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm let's, hope I, do... let's hope i do better you're fine i promise <laughs> so never have i ever worn a very sexy halloween costume no i don't dress up for halloween oh it's not my thing it's okay but have you ever worn a sexy costume just for the hell of it yes Mm. (laughs) and i'll say no more (laughs) because i was really about to ask (laughs) give the details (laughs) um i i've worn a sexy halloween costume before um this was was this last year what year is it 2023 2021 uh i was a mix between poseidon um and a, a rock star and something else but I had a fishnet outfit on. I painted myself green and I just felt great. I had pasties over my nipples and had to put on a wig and you couldn't tell me anything. I, I was just like, fuck around and find out. <laughs> I love fishnets. It's so comfortable. Oh, love. 
they are the hottest, sexiest fucking thing on the face of the earth. I agree. Mm. Mm, mm. Nice pair of heels. Oof. I might no, Ari. I I was thinking that I'll probably wear fishnet for this live tonight, but no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to continue on the outfit that Ari planned. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I might put the fishnet under. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Fishnets are hot. It's, yes. Yes. Oh God. Yeah, I might I might put that under. If um, I could uh, wear stilettos mm-hmm. without falling, you know, it's not I used to, but not anymore. You know, the fuck me shoes. Mm. Oh, fishnet stilettos. Oof, oof, oof. Mm. Yes, it's, it's giving. <laughs> this is the kink. <laughs> when they say kink, they're talking about me. When they say BDSM, <laughs> I'm beyond that. <laughs> I am sex in hills. I am sex in fishnet. Oh, you should have seen me come through the door. Oh my. Mm, yes, yes. Get out the moment, Vernon. Get out the moment. <laughs> So this um this is going to be interesting. Never have I ever flashed someone. Oh, I have. Really? Is there a it story the, to this? It wasn't the greatest, but no, yeah. I think there was too much alcohol involved. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say no more on that one. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh I, I feel like most cases of someone flashing other people it's because they they've had too much to drink because yes. i have yet to hear of a sober flash like, <laughs> i have not flashed anyone unless you count butt crack if it's butt crack i flash plenty of people and i hope they enjoyed the sight I don't think I've drank that much yet, but would you uh, like a sex question before we close everything out? Sure. So, oh, this is related to the topic. So if you had to lay three kink cards other than BDSM on the table, what would they be? Oh, well, I would like my puppy play. Hmm. I like that. Um, hmm. This is hard. It is hard. I know I will add Feather Play for <clears throat> mine. So Feather Play is definitely one of those kink cards that will play. Mm-hmm. Um, why do I have to? <sighs> I would do, I would role play. Oh, um, yes. Both, both. Yes, yes. Role play is always there. Yes. I think I would like to be the school marm who disciplines the boy. Oh, you kinky. Yeah, I think I would like that. We, I, I support discipline. I support discipline. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I would wear my black patent leather shoes, and I think he would have to, like, you know, really worship them. See, I, I would do, I would love to do, like, an angry scene with somebody um, that gets a little physical, but not too physical, like a little bit of choking in there. Um, and do that toxic and not toxic throat grab kissing and making like that kind of thing that you throw you against the wall and pin you yes 
with their which hands. Is, which is definitely unhealthy in like uh, actual relationship, but in the scene, in this scenario, it's very yes. healthy. <laughs> because it's, it's a fantasy. That part. Um, well, what is the number one fantasy for women? Um, rape. But it's not. But somebody else called it something else. Oh my god! Because they uh, didn't like the non-consent. No, it was something else that began with an R. I should have wrote it down. If I don't write things down, I can't remember them. Um, because he said that you know rape play was too harsh. Mm -hmm. Um, but he called it something else. I'm gonna have to. Um, but that you know that like take me scenario. That is very popular for women. It's not necessarily rape, but you know, a little force, take me, just mm-hmm. have your way with me. Mm-hmm. Because then women can let down all their control. So oh, let's see. So that means we both have a third card that we have to play. Um I didn't give you three. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we stopped that role play. And uh that's the that's the one that we both were like. <laughs> Yes, role play is definitely there. Mm, mm, God. And uh, I hate that they said other than BDSM because I, I think uh, using BDSM is like a cop out. <laughs> it makes you have to like really think about different things. Um, well, it's all part of it though. That is true. You know, that's it's very vague. Bondage, mm-hmm. discipline, sadomasochist. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, for me, I'm the voyeur, so I want to watch. I want to watch some of it go down. I mean, I would love to go to strip club and watch. I will, see, I, I would definitely <laughs> perform at a strip club now. Think about it. I would. One time, in early 30s, I was a part-time driver for a florist. And our local strip club, one of the girls got flowers. And the husband of the, you know, the owner, the husband and wife, him he was fighting with me who's going to go to the strip club and deliver the flowers thank god his wife stepped in and said you're not going she's going so i (laughs) i went and this big burly um security guard he's like wait here i'm like okay and i had these flowers her name was cherry and he goes away and i just scooted right on up i'm like well i'm here i want to see i want to see what this is mm-hmm. and i i put my head in and i'm watching and i didn't see him come back and he goes hey and i'm like hey <laughs> is cherry here give me the flowers <laughs> I'm, like, okay. I'm, I'm supposed to deliver this in person <laughs> i'm already <laughs> He was really big, so I wasn't going to argue with him. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I know. I know what my third one is: body worship. If mm-hmm. that, yeah, yes, yes. I that's think that's a good one. Be, mm-hmm. like, that's a good one. Gaze upon me. You can't touch yet. <laughs> <laughs> can't touch. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many it's like there's so many different kinky things that you can do and we i was not expecting this card (laughs) well there's food play Mm. you know you can be a smorgasbord you know you can that's a good couple thing to do 
Ooh, um, body painting. Oh, that would be so like me. I've had that done. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've had it done to me professionally and it's really cool. So it would be really cool to do it to a partner. Mm. So many kinky things. Oh, I, I just want to just experience it all and just be like, oh my God. So we're not, <laughs> Vernon, stop living in these moments, okay? You're, be present, be on this call. <laughs> Come back to the call, Vernon. Come back. <laughs> Is it time to say goodnight? Right. <laughs> Vernon, we've been through this entire episode. You cannot be zoning out. <laughs> oh, God. On that note, and is there any last words that you would like to share with the audience before I close this out? Have fun. Make sure it's consensual. Explore. Talk to your partner. Have those awkward conversations. And go get your good sex. Oh, yes. Yes, good sex. Yes. Your pleasure matters. Your pleasure matters. Your pleasure matters. So um, all your great things will be in the show notes for everyone to access. So y'all definitely check that out. And thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I greatly appreciate you and love you so very much. You too, Vernon. Thank you. Of course. And uh, to the audience out there, thank you all so much for listening to the Holiloquy podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all, and I'll see you next episode. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.